Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It's time for the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm Ryan McKinnell, your weekend host, and joining me, got my tag team partner, the world's strongest man, holding it down on a Saturday, Mark Henry. Mark, we had a hell of a Friday night to talk about, and not just because it's Halloween. I'm not just talking about hell because it's the spooky season, but Rampage and SmackDown delivering in big ways. Man, what a good conversation. Paul has us kind of between a rock and a hard place with knowing what's going on. I don't know whose side he's on, but we talk about it. But we also get into what was arguably the best match of the week. Brian Danielson continues his return to pro wrestling with Mark another banger against one Eddie Kingston. My God, the show they put on Friday night on Rampage. All you got to do is sit back, relax, and click play. It is time for some Busted Open. Let's get it. That's what I do! And now, here are your hosts, Ryan McKinnell and WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. Ooh, that sounds good. It is good. To have the old open back, we are back on a Saturday. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans. Weekend edition, busted open, coming your way. I'm Ryan McKinnell, and joining me, as always, got my tag team partner for the day. He's an Olympian. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a world champion. He is one of the best minds in the pro wrestling business. The one and only world's strongest man. Mark Henry! Happy Halloween, big man. How in the hell are you? I'm already sugared <laughs> up. I woke <laughs> up and I had me some Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm and jealous. I'm a little upset, though, because, you know, I was just explaining to y'all that I love ice. I love crushed yeah. ice. And... I made my own crushed ice. You know, you put the like water you like in the, the Sonic crushed ice. I, I'm a big and, yes. and, and Mark. I'm a big. I'm Mark. I'm a big ice guy. I know that sounds psychotic, right? Like like judging the clarity of ice, the crunchiness of ice, the smoothness of ice, the consistency of ice. Yeah, yeah I'm that. I'm guy. with you. But we start the show here on Friday, or I should say, here on Saturday, talking about Friday Night SmackDown, Mark, and we have the continuation. 
of the best story in pro wrestling going right now, the bloodline, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, everything that is in that orbit. And can we say, as I just kind of, as we get ready to dive into SmackDown and give our thoughts on all that, I mean, I just brought up Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson. It's still wild to me that Danielson is back and he's putting on these matches, let alone, you know, what we saw last night. But it's just... It's crazy. We come here on a Saturday. We get to do this show, Mark. This really is the best day in pro wrestling. Like, to recap, obviously, coming off Friday, it's just amazing what we're living and how lucky we are to sit here on a Saturday and have the two best shows, two of the best shows, I should say, in pro wrestling to talk about every Saturday. It's amazing the uh, art and the entertainment that we get on Friday nights now, Mark. Bro, we don't deserve it. I know, you know right? the, you, you go to a wrestling show and, you know, a, a legend comes out, a famous wrestler comes out, and the crowd is cheering them, and they say, you deserve it. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve <laughs> it. Like, I, Friday nights has, has become the night for pro wrestling. You remember when when Monday, when we were kids, it was Saturday. Of course. Well, it was Saturday, Most, yeah. yeah. Morning and night, yeah. Morning and night, wrestling came on. The cartoon mm. came on in the morning, and then the show came on in the evening. And Monday Night Raw took that spot when it was the conception of it. And here you are, the longest episodic uh, TV program. Mm-hmm. Friday is that at that day now. You have two of the hottest shows in the world SmackDown and AEW, and what can you, I mean, what asking for anything else would be greedy. It would be, you'd be, it would be complete and utter greed to ask for more than what we get. The everybody's, everybody's, you can tell people want to have the best show on Friday. Of course, they don't. Yeah. They don't want to be second, and it is always a tight battle. Last night, no exception. Tight, really good shows. Uh, I think for your money, record all the wrestling for the rest of the week, and watch live on Fridays. That. It's just hey. gonna, it's, it's going to warm your heart. It makes it easier, too, to, I don't know, just to watch live because it's two different shows and they run back-to-back. So you're getting, like, a different flavor with the two shows that you watch, right? Maybe a little mm-hmm. more sports entertainment for the first two hours and then uh, a lot of pro wrestling in that third and hour. And excitement. Yeah, for sure. Across the board. A lot of excitement across the board. Um, but, yeah, man, there's contrast. It's obviously two different companies. That's exciting. They're not going head-to-head like the Monday Night Wars, so that's always nice. Or like NXT or AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays when it was happening, right? Like, it's uh, it's just a very nice synergy there. But, yeah, we get to come here on a Saturday and chop it up with you, Nation, and we get to have fun talking about two of the best shows in pro wrestling. So we are very lucky. And it's Halloween. So we got all the candy our stomachs can handle. But, Mark, as we get back to SmackDown, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, the Usos, there's so much to get to with that. But we're sitting, we're sitting here on a Saturday left uh, asking the question once again, Mark, 
Where does Paul Heyman's loyalties lie? Who is Paul Heyman advocating for? Because last night, well, Paul Heyman started defending Brock Lesnar a little bit. Then he cut himself short. We have some audio for the nation out there to listen to. Not much more clarity on where exactly Paul Heyman stands with his relationships. Check it out last night. This is Paul on SmackDown. I called Mr. Lesnar earlier today and I informed him over the telephone that due to his actions, in addition to his suspension, I'm hereby fining him the sum of $1 million. Brock Lesnar would respond by showing up at the office and ripping out everybody's throat, especially and starting with Adam Pierce. Pierce. What an annoying name for an annoying man. Can you imagine the audacity, the temerity of Adam Pierce to stand in the middle of the ring and talk about Brock Lesnar like Brock Lesnar wasn't even in the arena, like he's not Brock Lesnar, like he's not going to come out and be a beast? Brock Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar. At least that's how I think Brock Lesnar would respond. I haven't spoken to Brock Lesnar. Leave me alone. That is Paul Heyman reacting to the news of Brock Lesnar. You heard it right there. Getting fined a million dollars by Scrap Daddy. Adam Pierce, very Dr. Evil on the uh, Zoom call there. If you missed any of that last night, you can go out and check it out and see the visuals for yourself. But you heard it right there, Mark Henry. Paul Heyman, the advocate, advocating quite thoroughly for Brock Lesnar. So when this is all said and done, world's strongest man, where do you think? Paul Heyman's loyalties are going to lie because he can't be both Team Reigns and Team Lesnar, and he's been with Lesnar for like 20 years. He's only been with Roman for about a year. Man, it's, it sounded like he was beginning to advocate for Brock, but then bit, he, pulled, he, he pulled back and said, that's, that's, that's what I would think would happen. And, <laughs> excuse me, where where does where does that go? I mean, I just right. I'm confused, and I think that it, I mean, of course, it's intentional. We're supposed but to. Paul be, yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. such a great job of smoke and mirrors. Like, who knows? Exciting times, exciting times. What say you, Nation? When this is all said and done, who is Paul Heyman going to ride with? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Maybe you got a scenario that we haven't thought of, but uh, very much looking forward to hearing from you here on this Halloween Saturday, spooky Saturday weekend edition of Busted Open. We'll be laying down some uh, Halloween fun as the show goes along. We got Annie Cruz, Annie fucking Cruz, coming up in hour two. Mark Henry, big pro wrestling fan, Sirius XM colleague, former adult entertainment superstar. So that'll be fun to have Annie stopping by the show, chop it up with her. But when we come back... We are going to stay on the SmackDown tip. New Day and the Usos. We have seen them throughout the years. It is one of the greatest tag team rivalries in recent memory, in the history of the business. I don't know how hyperbolic you want to be, but I'll tell you this. That shit does not get old. 
Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Mark, every single one of those names that I mentioned, Kenny Omega, Nick Jackson, Minoru Suzuki, Bobby Fish, Dustin Rhodes, Eddie Kingston, came out better after. Now, not all of them lost. Obviously, there was the draw with Omega. I'm just saying they came out better. They came out more over. They came out as a bigger commodity after wrestling Brian Danielson. If that isn't a telltale sign of, of, of dealing with the upper echelon of this business, I don't know what is. The American Dragon is back, Mark, and he's giving us memories in just a few short weeks. And also, Mark, I mean, I, I saw a few people out there throwing around the, the talk. I mean, he's only been back for a few weeks now, a couple months, uh, but he's interjected himself in the conversation for Wrestler of the Year in just a few short months, Mark, and over just six matches, I I do not remember a stretch in pro wrestling where anything like this has happened in terms of this level of quality of matches in this short a time with the oh the backstory of Brian Danielson and you know coming over from the WWE. It's just what a fascinating, fun journey we've been on with the American Dragon. Yeah, that that's a a really really good point. When was the last time there was a guy that was as over as yeah. Brian Danielson where they said, I- I'm wrestling every week. I'm wrestling. Hmm. I'm not going out and cutting a promo. I'm not going out to be a sports entertainer. I'm going out to, to wrestle someone yeah. and beat them. When? Bret Hart? Maybe. Maybe. You might have to go all the way to, back to, to Bret Hart. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah. Well, when uh, you bring up those two names, when you bring up a Hart and Benoit, um, two guys that would have a great match with anybody who wanted anybody. to have a great match. And we talk about styles making fights. That is, okay, those two guys, they were great. They would adapt to the style. They would work their own, but they would they would tell different stories depending on how they work with, right? That's what's awesome about Danielson. In these six matches, not all of them have been exactly, not all of them have been different, but a lot of them have been different. He's been able to tell these layered nuanced stories and 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 in terms of styles making fights he's been able to do it in 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 different ways he's just the dude is an artist and you can see it we talked about the passion with xavier woods right putting the king gimmick on him and letting him be king of the ring and seeing what you know he's able to bring to the masses and just how passion impassioned he is and how uh how much he's clearly enjoying this the same can be said for brian danielson right mark more more in brian's case because Brian is not cutting promos with the intent on just being entertaining and not having a wrestling match. Right. He goes out there to say that if he cuts a promo, it's, I came here to fight and I'm done talking. I'll see you in the main event. He's trying to fight. Every week, 
He's trying to fight and win to create a legacy for himself in this business that's beyond and outside of where he was before. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Abaddon with the rebel Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter, the double sledge between the shoulder blades of Abaddon. Rebels on the apron. Rebel gets it too. And Abaddon with a spinning tax in her mouth. They're biting her face or whatever. Rick Baker, the roll up into the tax. Two, three. Here is your winner, the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Rick Baker, DMD. The doctor needs a doctor, those tacks sticking out of her back. Boy, the DMD needed Jamie Hayter and Rebel last night on AEW Rampage. Two hot zombies in the corner of Britt Baker in what was an absolute war with Abaddon. The, uh, The perfect Halloween showcase here on a Halloween weekend, Mark. That was badass. That was just, what a fucking match. Man, uh, you know how you don't expect something, and then you get it? Like, you know, I told you, it's hard for me with the horror stuff. But yeah. I just, I, that was, that was, I couldn't take my eyes off it because uh, Britt Baker is such a force. Uh, to see her go up against somebody that a lot of the stuff that she normally kills with didn't work. I, I was impressed with it. Speaking of uh, something you're expecting to happen and then it doesn't happen, you mean kind of like the uh, table last night in that match? That table, no, no, the, not... that table, man, that was double tough. <laughs> that, that table that right table there needed need an award. They need to sign that table. <laughs> See, that table, that table needed a Mark Henry slam. That was, they need to uh, they need to sign that table to a ten year deal. <laughs> <laughs> durable you know it's gonna be there <laughs> but no you know injuries. what man that's something that really needs to be talked about you you look at um what happened on nxt with the ladder match and yeah. like people think that these implements are uh fake or they're for lack of a better term that they're 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 gimmick as we used to always say gimmick for everything um, you need the stuff to be real and have resistance so you don't kill somebody. And that was a prime example of two times this week where the stuff didn't break because they didn't put enough force to make it break. And that's the safety mechanism to have really good stuff. If you're gonna, if you're gonna put me through a table, I hope it's a nice a table that's got some really really good uh, brackets and stuff that's not gonna stab me. That is wood, that is got the, the legs. If they if they got metal legs on it, that they're screwed into the wood. So when you hit it, 
It's just it's going to break or it's going to give you some resistance to keep you where it just looks like it hurts. Like it, it and that's what we got in both of those instances. Shotzi hitting the ladder. I'm not Shotzi. Uh, EO hitting the ladder. And Abaddon and Britt Baker hitting the table. Like, it, it is what it is, guys. It's, it's, the stuff is designed uh, really to not have a human being go through it. <laughs> it's, it's, designed, it's designed to eat off of or work off of or support something. Not get not to get put through it. So uh the fact that they didn't break, it's a tribute to the, the, the company that built it. Good job. You get your props. Good job, company that built the table. I saw uh uh no pun intended, right? Um if we're giving it props to the uh prop. Um I saw someone on Twitter say that the uh the table the table dressed up as a new Japan table for Halloween last night and that uh that pops me. Um but yeah, no, there was uh, no give in that table last night if he missed it between uh Britt Baker and Abaddon. There was just a table that did not want to give way and uh bless their hearts, Abaddon and Britt, they tried they tried making it happen, but uh yeah, it just didn't want to fold. But man, Speaking of not wanting to fold, speaking of not wanting to break, not give up, whatever phrasing and terminology you want to use, uh, Abaddon, with her most high-profile uh, match in AEW, it was a main event on Rampage. Obviously, the match itself uh, was, was given the proper time. It told a great story. Um, I like Abaddon, Mark. I think, you know, there's there's more... Uh, tread on the tires. I don't think she just has to be a Halloween showcase. Um, I know she's scary. I know she's, you know, she's got the sort of horror core sort of, you know, delivery, but the, the woman can work. And, and also what she does, man, like there've been a lot of folks, wrestlers, workers like her, right. That, 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 that lean into the horror gimmick, essentially. I think your buddy, the boogeyman and, uh, Papa Shango, and I mean, there's just been so many. There's been so many, but Abaddon, what she gives, and the creativity that she has, and the and the and the you know the care and the dedication and detail that she has to the art, she's special, man. I yeah, I love to see her more regularly in these these type of spots, Mark, because I think for a lot of people, this was their introduction to Abaddon, and that's kind of a shame because um, really cool character in the professional wrestling world. Man, it's been a while since we've had uh, a character that's so unbelievably versatile as an entertainer and as an entity. Where you look at Britt Breaker, she mm-hmm. she did all this wonderful work to get Abaddon in her finish, and Abaddon bit her fingers. I don't care what you got, Britt. I'm going to take it away from you. Bro, like, where where else is that? I'll wait. I'll wait. You need characters. We went away from characters in wrestling way too long. Way too long. And I think that this match elevated her, just like we were saying the people that work with Brian Danielson. Working with Britt Baker and working with Abaddon is is 
they elevated each other. This might this might be Shawn Michaels Mick Foley now. I like that. You remember those matches? Sure. A mixing you, of styles, a, a melding, a melding of worlds, Mark. And that yeah. is, I think, a good thing. And I think they can make some money with these two. I wouldn't get away from it. This wouldn't be you know, just a Halloween thing. I would keep it going. I, I, I'm with you. And you talked about Abaddon elevating Brit, um, which is kind of like a, a uh, an unconventional way of thinking of it from the standpoint that, you know, Brit is obviously on a burner and she's at the top of the food chain. And like, well, how could Abaddon elevate Brit? Well, Brit, you know, showed fear last night. The only reason she won, right, I mean, arguably is because she had Rebel and she had Jamie Hayter there ringside, right? But the fear you saw in Britt's eyes, right? And then you saw her kick it into another gear, right? No pun intended as we uh, approach full gear. But uh, she got more vicious. She took it to an extreme, right? You talked about Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley. I love that comparison, right? Because, I mean, I know Britt's been in some violent matches. I know she's done some violent things. She certainly bled for the business. But what we saw with Abaddon last night and the way and the brutality of that match uh, you know, played out. I could see how that elevated Britt Baker, and it was in direct, re, you know, response of an Abaddon. Bro, I, I sat there just watching and popping the whole match. Yeah. That I mean, and I and you could hear the crowd like it was the same thing. It was just like one spectacular thing after another. And can you imagine having a couple of weeks of that? And because of Jamie and, and, and Rebel, Abaddon has to fight off three people, and then they go, Cage. Cage. That's the for the first time we hear Abaddon speak, and all she can say is Cage. And now she gets her and Britt in a cage. Come on, man. Ah. Come on, man. <laughs> I like Shit, it. I just, I just gave myself the heebie-jeebies. That's a, that. <laughs> I, man, I'm, I'm buying that. I'm buying it because it's worth the price of admission just for that. Just for that. So that's awesome. That's what the business is and what should be, and I'm hoping that these that they can stretch this out because. As a fan of pro wrestling, you know, we always come up with the, you know, our, our if we had the pencil. I mm-hmm. think that the crowd really enjoyed that. And depending on what market you're in, they would really love it. Imagine Britt Baker and Abaddon in Philly, in New York, in Texas, anywhere in Texas. Cage match in Texas, woo, yeah. Like you, you could man in Vegas. You can do it in Vegas. 
Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. It's weekly winter time where the world's strongest man and myself give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And Mark, we start on Monday with what was a really solid Monday show. I mean, RK Bro is still killing it. We had Queen Zelina doing her thing. We had a number one contender triple uh, triple threat match in the tag division. And uh, more importantly, we had that number one contender fatal four-way uh, ladder match in the main event, which really highlighted sort of the uh, new blood of Monday Night Raw as this kicked off the season premiere with Seth, uh, Ray Mysterio, Kevin uh, Owens, and Finn Balor. thought it was a solid show. What would you think? I, I thought it was a great show, man. Um, you know, you, you can't anytime. I told you, can't can uh finn balor is is one of the premier wrestlers in the world um you cannot go wrong and i i hope that uh he gives more of a uh a serious role since the you know match he had with xavier woods you know you tend yeah. to like say well i mean it, it served its purpose you know and that kind of thing but um I mean, watching Selena Zelina Vega uh, is also was a high point for me. Uh, I feel like she deserves to be in a prominent spot. She's an unbelievable talent. She did her job. Um, I, I I wasn't a fan of. I'm, I really want T Bar to go back to being Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. So it's hard it's for me man. watching Damian Priest wrestling somebody that I've seen him have five star matches with and now the guy that he's wrestling is got the pain on his face and is not doing all the things that he used to do. Like I just have that's that's the only thing that kind of troubled me on the show. Um Yeah. But the show was great though. It was. I thought it was really solid. I mean, it's definitely uh, getting better. Why? Uh, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with the the ratings from, you know, a couple months ago or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, definitely a, a nice start to the season premiere. Um, next up is Halloween Havoc uh, on a Tuesday. You know what? I'm going to actually pivot from you, Mark. I'm going to throw to Andre real quick because in the rundown, as we have uh, uh, Halloween Havoc here, it says Andre's weekly winner. And Andre, I really disliked Halloween Havoc. I thought it was the worst one they've ever done. I didn't really, I, especially that first hour, just I thought that ladder match, it was really green. I thought it was sloppy at different points. I thought I didn't really like the sort of like cinematic stuff they were doing. I just really didn't like the show. It, it, I just didn't feel like the other NXT uh, Halloween Havocs or takeovers or whatever you want to say. What did you like so much about it? Because I'm, I'm very interested to hear. 
See, this is the NXT 2.0 Halloween Havoc, so it really, like, everything that you feel about Halloween Havoc depends on whether you like NXT 2.0 or not, because the style is totally different than last year's. Yes. But there's something about the production quality. I don't know if it's the camera angles that got me, just, like, when they did their spots, it was shot, filmed, everything nicely, that it was just presented in such a great light. Then you got to see the talent just go over there, as in we got to see Braun Breaker rise to star like i thought it was too much too fast for braun breaker but this match with champa just really elevated him and speaking of elevating we got to see raquel gonzalez even though in a loss she was pretty much given that badass title right from her entrance at the motorcycle all the way to the end and you get to see a new rivalry kind of stir in with dakota kai in the mix so yeah there's a lot of storytelling in that one event itself that opens the door to what may come and what's next usually in the nxt counters war games so you're starting to see where the direction of the stories are going and the dexter loomis haunted house uh halloween thing that one yeah. got me laughing. Isn't it was not like a Cameron Grimes okay. stuff because Cameron Grimes sold it perfectly, but just from what they were able to pull with there and having Johnny Gargano being there for like little comedic like comic relief, that I really enjoyed and having it in multiple parts in different parts of the show just kept you wanting more. So while I was watching okay. the, they see part one, I was like, Yep, okay, I'm digging this. Then when part two came out later in the show, mm-hmm, paid off for me. So that's why okay. NXT Halloween well, Havoc that- is my weekly winner. All right, well, I like that explanation. I mean, hey, art is subjective, and we all like different things. Uh, Mark, I certainly liked uh, Ciampa and Breaker. What did you think about Halloween Havoc on Tuesday? You know, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was it was, uh, it was was a good show. Um, okay. I, I've, I've told y'all before, like, Zoe Stark is going to be a star. Mm-hmm. And she proved in just her portion of what the things that she did and accomplished in that match that she has the potential to do stuff that everybody else can't do and may not, they might fear too much to attempt it. Her, her abilities showed just in groves. She made some attempts on stuff that was really highly difficult and succeeded at them. And even if she would have failed, she still would have tried it. I could just sense it. She's got everything that it takes to be a big star. And she stole yeah, the show no, for me. Uh, I agree. Like the the like I I loved what Zoe did. Again, that first match, that that uh that that ladder match with the tags and uh, obviously Toxic Attraction watching it walking out uh new champions. There were spots I liked. Like I liked the idea of, of making this match must watch. I just felt like there were a couple different spots uh throughout the uh, match where it was just, you know, should X, Y, and Z have happened? Should this person uh, be in the match? Just felt a little green at different points. But again, this is NXT 2.0. You know, we're obviously dealing with a different era uh, in regards to the presentation and everything uh, all enveloped in that. Next up, we head to Wednesday night and AEW Dynamite. And AEW, I feel like, continues to put the main event first, right? They did it on Friday night. 
where they had Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston uh, lead off the show, which I think a lot of people were most looking forward to. Now, Abaddon and Britt Baker obviously delivered in a real way, and we'll be getting to that here shortly. But Dynamite kicked off with CM Punk and Bobby Fish to open the show, Mark. And Dynamite really didn't slow down uh, throughout. I thought Dynamite was one of the better shows of the week, especially, bro, Hikaru Shida and Serena D. Serena D. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. Bro, I was sitting in the back. Yeah. And I'm watching this match. And I started preaching. Like it was the gospel of wrestling. <laughs> Cause there was a bunch of developmental talent and extra talent that okay. were there from the dark and elevation shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming. That's the gear change. If you ever wanted to see a gear change, that's what it looked like. And I'm sitting there and I'm quiet. I'm sure people are going, what the hell is going on? And I was like, there's the heat. That's that's how you get heat. (laughs) Program this into your mind. Like, I mean, I'm sitting there again. Right. Oh, awesome. you see that? You see, uh, they, they, they have, oh, they, they have, they popped me like five times. Yeah. And that is the quality of wrestling work when you see Serena Deeb work. And it got yeah. a little stiff at times, which I like. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We do too. Yeah, I like you it. You know, too, it's yeah. not, it's, you got to break a couple of eggs to make an omelet. They got in. That's that, that match. Um, with all of the talent that was on that show, it's ironic as a wrestling fan that you brought that up first as, as we said, a banger. It was. Banger. I mean, brother, you, you say they started with the main event. I, I, I just yeah. have to differ. Punk is the biggest okay. thing in wrestling. That's why yeah, I said and that's cool. Yeah. See, Murphy, Murphy said the same thing. Punk is the biggest thing in wrestling. <laughs> but Sammy Guevara and Ethan Page killed it. I was just yeah, like, ooh, really this is nice. Nice. Serena Deeb and Sheeta. Whoa. Man, this is this is building. I thought that and was the match of the get, show. I I thought it was too. I mean, just the mm-hmm. quality of that work. And when yeah. you got to the, you talk about the main event, you know, you have the Dark Order and the Elite, and then you had um, uh, Hangman Page, you know, reveal himself at the end <laughs> in the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man outfit. Like, yeah, I, popped. Yeah, I mean, it was, bro, it was just entertaining. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm going record. If you're not first, you're last. That that was my weekly winner. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you are objective, you can listen. You can pick SmackDown. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying for my tastes, Dynamite and Rampage, especially over about the last month, month, month and a half, have been just better than SmackDown. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. <laughs> Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to <laughs> sneeze at. <laughs> I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart.